All right, all right. You may be seated. You may be seated. Um, I'm going to step out of the light just for a quick minute. I know, I know that, uh, um, you know, we just came out of a praise song all about Jesus. Uh, but I see a lot of fear on a lot of faces right now. Because you're looking at your watch and you're going, it's 20 after and Mike hasn't even started preaching yet. What's happening now? There should be fear. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, no. Um, as, when I go, I, I love, you, you, many of you know, I mean, I, I, I always love singing. I grew up singing, uh, and, and I can remember being a little boy in church, and I'd be belting out them old good old Baptist hymns and uh, just, just love, you know, enjoyed singing. And one of, one, of my, one of my, you know, in the top 20 songs that, that I used to love to sing uh, and some of you know, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. And then the chorus is, on Christ's solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Woo, yeah. I like that. See, look at there. So many of y'all know that. So, but think about the words of that. I mean, I, I don't know. I just say, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the, the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. But, it, you know, we would sing that and belt it out Sunday after Sunday. But it turns out what God's been showing me and showing a lot of us is that our hope is built on much, much less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. That, that it's a subtle, subtle thing. But what we found out is that our hope has been built on much less. COVID exposed that for sure, especially in the church. You know, it, it, it exposed that our hope, our hope, you know, even though we call ourselves great, our hope is built on the media and what the media said, and that's going to be our, our, our truth. Our hope is built on the talking heads that we listen to, and that's what shapes our mindset and our worldview. Our hope has been built on um, our political party. Our hope has been built on our comfort, or our hope has been built for, for, different, for different people, it's different things. But our hope may be built on, you know, I'm a Jesus follower, but my, my hope is built on my bank account, and my stinginess shows it. problem is here and listen I raise my hand and I'm a pastor I'm paid to be good you get to be good for nothing <laughs> but God God in his love and grace is saying I love you too much to leave you where you are and I'm ready to do something about it See, we've allowed our consumeristic, American consumeristic transaction mindset to dictate our understanding of faith, of what it means to be a Christian, of what it means to be a follower of Christ, of what it means to be church. You go, Mike, aren't you being a little bit hard? We just had a baby dedication, and that was so sweet, and they being mean. 
No, 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 no. Because, see, God is the God. He's the God of love, right? He's the author of love, right? But it says in his love, he disciplines us. And there's a difference between condemnation and God's discipline. God said, I'm going I'm to open your eyes. I'm going to remove the scales from your eyes so that you can see. Where hope really is, the God of all hope. Who never disappoints. See, the, 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 way, the, way we, the, the reason I can say this is because it is, it is validated that over 60% of the young people who, who've been associated with church, you know, the evangelical church in America, leave church after the age of 15. And most of them not to come back. But precisely because of their experience in church. They're going, wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought this Jesus is an exclusive thing, that he is Lord and Savior, but I'm, I'm seeing hope being built on a lot of things. And I'm seeing worldly behavior in the church. How do we know? How do we know it? Because Barna, who's a very trusted uh, statistician, he says the church in America is now in irreversible decline. What? Unfortunately, what has happened is, and, and it's just, it's a, it's a lazy mindset because we've been so blessed in America. You know, as I've said, we've been on a cruise ship, man, you know, when it comes to faith and all that kind of stuff. And so it, we get lazy. But what we've done in that is we've created a church in our own image instead of God's image. See, the American dream church, and here's, how, here's, a, here's the way it is. This is the way we function. Even as, quote, Christians, followers of Christ, we shop for churches based on what they can do for us. Well, I mean, because, hey, you know, we have the best in America, and so I want the, I want the best nursery uh, for these precious kids. And we should have a good nursery. I mean, I want the best uh, children's program. I want the best, I want the best uh, recreation program. I want the best youth program. I want the best men's program. I want the best this, and I want the best this. I want the best music. I want the best preaching. And so we use this consumeristic mindset. Now that you go, I mean, there's some subtle stuff here, but 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 it's just if we're not if we're not thinking, we just get it caught up into this meism. How can it best serve me? How can it meet my needs? It's kind of like it's like a fitness club. You know, we all know we need to. You know, we need to be fit. We need to do something there. You know, God created us, you know, and this is the temple of God, right? We need to do something with this. And so we join fitness clubs. And so we sometimes our mindset, you know, in a fitness club, you're going not to help all those people that are there. You're going to help you and, and they're going to see you and it's going to motivate you a little bit because you're going to go, well, you know, I don't want to do this alone because if I was alone, I probably wouldn't do this. So I'm going to go get a little help. But it's about me. I heard Francis Chan. How many has heard of Francis Chan? If you haven't, go Google search him and start listening to some of his stuff. He's, been, he's got one of the guys that who, got, you know, God's and humility has opened up and not based his whole understanding of God and Jesus just off of his tradition. See, God's so much bigger. You know, we, we talked last week, you know, it's like, you know, in the world there are almost 40,000 denominations of Christianity. We can't get along. We, you know, we, we, we have prioritized something else other than Jesus. Who for 
the first thousand years, there was one church, one, one, one denomination, one church. Man will figure out a way to kind of mess things up. But if we surrender to the Lord, he'll just draw us back. But Francis, he tells us, he said, you know, he was, he was going, he is a sought-after speaker now. I mean, and he's on the edge. He's been kicked out of, you know, people that he was once accepted with because now he associates with people based on the fact that, remember, remember last week when we were talking about if Christ is, God is in me, and if he's in you, I better reverence you. I kind of stop talking about you and treating you like dirt. He goes, and, and so, so he, he, uh, he said he was, um, you know, asked to speak at this big, big, big event. He said he, one of his uh, friends from India was driving him to this, and, and uh, they got there, and he said it was a production. It was a huge production. You know, great speakers, and I mean just the best band in the whole world, fog animals, you know, jumping through hoops and all this kind of stuff, you know, and it was just huge. And, and, uh, and, 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 and he said, I did my little thing, and I, we got back, and we're driving home. He said, my, my friend from India, he just looked over at me, and he smiled. He said, you Americans are funny. He goes, well, what, do you, what do you mean? He goes, nobody would have come today if it hadn't have been that kind of production, would they? And he goes, well, maybe 10%. He goes, you know, in India, and, you know, we had the Lord's Supper last week. He said, in India, whenever they say we are going to come to the Lord, we're going to, we're going to celebrate communion, the Lord's Supper. He said, people get excited. And they come from the cracks and crannies of everywhere. Why? Because it's all about Jesus. And so when we drift off of that, and, and it's, again, it's easy to do. You know, we're prone to wonder <laughs> as the old hymn goes. And if, if we wonder too much, we, it ends up to, to where we see these kind of statistics and we see the division and we see all of the injustices and we see the attitudes and the bitterness and the brokenness and the disillusionment and we see weakness. We see the church just kind of being a weak. Guest, glad you're here. Come back. I don't care how far you have to drive. I'm kidding. Um, but we've been on a journey. This family, this family, this church body, we've been on this journey where God in his grace has been inviting us to experience the real thing. But in order for us to come and experience him, he's saying there's some nastiness. <laughs> you got to show up, but you got to clean up. And so we've been in this process of humbling ourselves. And you know what? That's humbling. <laughs> and, and, and we've been in the process of just praying on our knees and on faces and seeking God's face, saying, God, you want to be my friend first priority every day you want to be my daily passion every day we've been in the process of God helping us on this journey to move to where we are truly a follower of Jesus and not of my thinking or my experiences or what somebody else says and he says and we've been in this process of turning from our wicked ways you know wicked we said is God forgetting we just forget it. We just do it, do it, do it. Why? Because it's the way we've always done it. 
And see, and through this, God's been exposing our idols of hope. <laughs> He's saying, Mike, you've been putting your hope in this, not, not in Jesus' blood and righteousness. You've been putting hope in what your, your denomination believes. You've been putting your hope in uh, what this person says, or you've been putting your hope in what you can do. So we've been on this journey, and, and, and our prayer is just, Lord, we, we, we want to know you. Our prayer all through this time, and for years, if you've been around it, God, help me to know you better and love you more. Whatever happens today, Lord, I don't know. What, what it, help me to know you better and to love you more. For my good, but mainly for God's glory. So today, as we've done this, I mean, it's, it just keeps pointing back to what he means to be the body, what he, you know, to, to church. You know, he wants to expose and just blow up this American mindset that I can, you know, I can, I can be a strong Christian. I can listen to this on this and this and not be heavily, personally, intentionally invested in the community, the gathering of the body of believers. We're the only country in the world where people think you can just be a good Jesus person and not be fully vested in community. There, the passage that we're looking at today, and that's just my introduction. No, actually, we're going to go through this pretty quick. Uh, the passage that we're looking at today is a passage that I just, I guess, I, you know, pastor and all it's just like a tiptoe around a little bit it's like sometimes a little it's like i don't know quite what to do with it uh, you know fully but i've always been able to manage to to baptize it in my tradition you know okay here all right now this is what we but what does god mean by it and it's the passage in the bible acts chapter 2 verses 42 through 47 that we're going to be looking at and and, you know, this is, this is after Pentecost. This is, this is when God's brought, you know, all these people come together from all these different places, you know, and there's different languages and different ethnicities and all this. And it's not just the Jewish folks right here now. Now you've got people from all over coming. And then you've got the Pentecost, which is the coming of the Holy Spirit and the preaching of Peter. And all these 3,000 people come on that day, that moment, profess their faith in this person, Jesus exposed all their traditions as being helpless. If you need a Bible, raise your hand. There's, uh, there's somebody that's going to sneak up and put it right in your hands. If you need a Bible, raise your hand. And so then we come to this passage in Acts 2, 42 through 47. And here's where it's, here it goes. It goes, these believers, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And everyone was filled with awe. And many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. And all the believers were together and had everything in common. Selling their possessions and goods they gave to anyone as he had need. Every day they continued to meet together in temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. 
This is God's word. Let's go to him in prayer. Father God, we pray that through your living word and through your Holy Spirit that you speak to each of our hearts today. That today, today, before we leave, that we would know you better and we would love you more. Be glorified as we are doers of your word. As you lovingly and gently draw us to yourself. For we're making our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so it's here. You know, again, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm 65 years old. I'm, I'm pushing, fixing to hit next year, early next year, 66. And I'm going, Lord, there's so much that, that you're showing me now. I'm going, why now? I mean, I wish I'd have known that 40 years ago. But thank you. Thank you. Lord, you know, so again, it's just, so it's, anyway. It's here that we have this picture of, of what ch church looks like. The one Jesus, when Jesus said, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Here's we have this picture of what true church community looks like. You know, this, this whole thing. And, and, and it starts with, again, subtle things. You know. And we, me and Aaron, we, we, we're holding each other accountable. You know, I say, where are you going? He says, I'm going to church. And I'm going, don't say that. Because that see, this little subtle stuff gets in our mind, and, and we relegate it to a place. No, we are the church. So you can, you can call it, I'm going to the building. You know, I'm going to 77 East Crossfield Road. You know, whatever. But, you know. You know, so going to church, I'm going to church. Yeah. Or, or, you know, we talk about, yeah, where are you attending church? Nowhere in the Bible. Nowhere in the Bible. And so we see church, you know, just happening right there. Even when these people were brand new believers. And it shows us what they were devoted to. He says they, they, were, they were devoted to this stuff. In other words... Some things, some marbles may fall off the table, but we're going to catch these. There's some stuff that may slip through the crack in my life, but not this. I might have to eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich because I don't have time to make this meal that I love, love, love because this is my priority. And what's sad and what I've had to confess is like, again and again, it's like, Lord, we, we pat ourselves on the back when we hit three out of four Sundays attending a service. And he goes, whoa, 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 whoa. It's, so, it's about community. You experience me in community. No wonder there's such brokenness. No wonder there's so many strongholds. No, no wonder there's so much division and hatred in this. Because we're, we've, we've, we've created church in our image. They devoted themselves to four things. Here they are, apostles teaching, to fellowship, to the break, breaking of bread and the prayers. Let me just hit these real quick. Apostles teaching. What were they devoted to? They, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, New Testament scripture memory. They didn't have that. They didn't have it. It says they were devoted to the apostles' teachings. 
which, which means that what the apostles could do, they could take some of these Old Testament scrolls and they could just say, hey, 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 all you Jewish people, look, all of this pointed to Jesus. They just kept going. This pointed all to Jesus, Savior of the world, the God of glory that came down, King of kings, that wants to wrap you up in his loving arms and give you meaning, purpose in life, give you direction, every aspect of life, to help you to, to be a part of the thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And so the apostles kept pointing to Jesus, and they, and, and they would say, tell us more about it. Because, see, these apostles walked with him, and they, and they just said, well, let me tell you what Jesus did here. What, let me tell you what Jesus did here. Let me tell you what Jesus, 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 Jesus. Sweetest name I know. See, that's where all this kind of comes from. They just wanted to hear about Jesus. They just want to tell me about Jesus. Not, not, not like, you know, I mean, I'm not saying we don't need to have our, you know, we, we don't need to study and we need to understand doctrines and theology. Yes, 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 yes. But sometimes that can replace Jesus. It can. Jesus was talking to, I mean, uh, some of these, man, you are, you are all about these scriptures and all this kind of stuff. But you don't realize that all this points to me. They were stopping right here. Well, here's what the Bible says about that, 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 and that, that, that. Hey, wh- tell me about Jesus. So they were devoted to that. They were devoted to that. And so a lot of our conversation is, is we come in here and we talk about everything on Sundays but Jesus. I will, I will mention that our Auburn Tigers finally won a game. Hallelujah. No, y'all didn't know that. They did say. Yeah, well, and, and hey, we need to talk about that. But do we talk about Jesus and what he's doing in my life, in your life? They were devoted to the fellowship. Now, what do we think about when we talk about fellowship? One of them good potlucks. That's all it is. You know, that's, that's, the, you know, that's what I grew up in. We're going to have a fellowship dinner. You know, and so you, they were devoted to fellowship. And you go good for them because that's good. No, you, what, what the meaning here is koinonia. They were devoted to community. They were devoted to one another. Not you go do your life and da-da-da, show up on Sunday, and then we'll, we'll talk a little God stuff, read a few verses and pray together. No, 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 no. They were devoted to the community. And see, it's really difficult. And this is one of them, you know, God bless, you know, God bless, you know, all this. But it's very, very, very difficult to experience the depth of what this community is and in the masses, you can't can't do. It. You got to get smaller, even if you get a little larger. So, so they were developed. They were devoted to one another, working out stuff. You had people from all different persuasions, different you know political persuasion now that had to come in here and all this stuff, and and they were devoted to working it out, not walking out. Being being the community right here in this place, right here. That's the reason I think it's really important for us to, to, to be a part of a community, you know, in the close proximity to where we, you know, where we live, not drive an hour. And I'm not, I'm not bashing that. I'm not saying that's, I'm just saying we have to be intentional. I mean, because we, we don't have much margin in our lives. <laughs> and so to be able to do what they're doing, and, and, and we, we see that this was happening daily. Every day they continued to meet. They, I mean, they were being ruthless. 
and figure out how they can meet together. Now, one another thing, so they were committed to one another, helping one another understand, growing in Jesus Christ and in the gifts that God had given them through the Holy Spirit and all this stuff. But the other aspect of this devotion to the fellowship was we see there, and it says, and all the believers were together and had everything in common. This is what I used to say. I've uh, worked too hard for what I got. And you've been a little bit lazy. Sorry about that. You're not getting none of mine. And then radical selling their possessions and goods. You know, you go, whoa, now we. And then we interpret this through political stuff. Then we start saying, well, this is communism. This is Christianity. Jesus laid down his life. He laid down his rights. He laid down his preferences for you and for me. He left the glory of heaven and associated with me and you. And now he's saying, as my follower, I want you to have the same attitude. I want you to have the same life. I want you to see others' interests above your own. And there's where it exposes our self-absorbed, self-led, self-directed living in, especially in America. Because it's all about what I can amass and I can have. And what they were doing here is that there, was, there were people, and we see this later on, they, 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 they were helping one another out with, with how they have needs. It was sacrificial. It wasn't okay that some people came in hungry or some people didn't have a room. They, they were figuring out ways to do that. They were devoted to the breaking of bread. Now, this carries a two-way common connotation. So the communion, as I said, for the first 1,500 years, this wasn't in the center of, of the church. It was the Lord's table that was at the center. Every Sunday, they're gathering around Jesus inviting and say, come to me, come to me. And, and the focus was Jesus is what unites us, not all these different belief systems. No, no, Jesus, Jesus. And so they, they were devoted to that, but they were devoted to these meals in their homes, okay? Uh, they were, to, to, hey, come over, come over. Susie, John, y'all come on over to the house. Let's talk about it. We're going to have some, I'm going to, I'm going to. I'm going to cook some wings on the green egg. And, and uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about the stuff that Jesus has been sharing and showing us and revealing to us. And, 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 and they were just, they, they were devoted to the doing life together. You, you, we, hear, we hear these little pithy good phrases, but, you know, they were really devoted to that. But what does that look like? I mean, it's not like, again, we can have my view, but we need to say, God, what is, what is your understanding? What does that really look like, doing life together in home? So apostles teaching fellowship, breaking of bread, and the prayers. Now, the prayers, uh, the actual rent, the prayers. I'm going... What's the duh about? You know, isn't it prayers or praying? They were devoted to, no, the prayer. So uh, th there was a custom because a lot of them came out of the Jewish tradition. And so they had set times throughout the day. They would stop, refocus, and there were specific prayers. So they were ruthlessly intentional about refocusing on God because this world will swallow you 
up in a heartbeat. What gets your attention gets you. And they said, we're going to be intentional about this prayer thing. We're going to reflect on God. We're going to pray and we're going to listen. Pray, listen, pray, listen. That's it. Think of all the things that we are devoted to and passionate about. And I just think we need to just hold this up before the Lord and say, Jesus, just, you know, it, this ain't going nowhere. This ain't going, I can, I can sit there and try to justify myself and, you know, make myself feel, but I'm not going to truly know you and make you known unless I'm just willing to humble myself before you. Why? Because God resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. So we hold it up for the Lord. Lord, when it comes to this thing right here, what, show me what I'm really devoted to. Show me where my hope is built on. Is, and if I'm just playing church, show me that. Show me that. Please show me that because the stakes are sky high. Because there is heaven and there is hell. Hell not created. God created you for a relationship with himself. Hell created for uh, Satan and all of his angels. But it requires us to confess, Jesus, you are Lord. And, and, I, and that means reallocating my thoughts and my minds and my behaviors and my actions to reflect. It's just going to flow out of it. We don't work our way into heaven, but our behaviors and our actions and attitudes demonstrate if it's a real thing or not. Am I, am I positioning myself to talk about Jesus with other people regularly? With other people? It's okay to listen to the radio preach, but with other people in the community, regularly. What about the fellowship? Am I devoted to fellowship? Am I, am I devoted to one another and going, ah, there's a lot, you're weird. You're just weird. And God goes, yeah, I got them there on purpose. God adds, the scripture says, God adds to the church as it pleases him. So he said, I'll put that weird person there because see, they think you're weird too. But you're going to learn a lot from one another. Work it out. Work it out. Devoted to the fellowship. Listen, if you think, say, okay, I'm, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing all that. If, let me, if you're not at minimum, I'm not saying to tell you how, but if you're not at minimum, bringing your tithes to the storehouse as a declaration that, God, you own it all. But if you're, if, you, if you're not, it's just, that's just playing games. See, a lot of what we do around here is that there are people in our church that have needs and people that come in the community. See, God says here, reach a community. I want you to reach a that come in and have needs. And, and, and we come in, and, and it's, a, it's a financial responsibility. So how you rob God whenever you're, whenever you're like oh, uh, holding back? No wonder the community isn't seeing Jesus. They were... They were just pull. They were just here, here. Do with it as you, you see fit. That's awkward. God, how do you want me to grow in this? What do you want? What do you want me to know about myself and about you? Breaking of bread. 
what's a a step you would have me to take? Maybe he's saying, hey, I want you to be intentional about maybe start off with once a month, having some other brother or sister maybe that you don't hang out with, come come over, invite them over to your house, you know, cook them some hot dogs and and stuff like that, and y'all talk about what God's doing and how you can pray and encourage one another with prayers. We go, man, I ain't got time for this. I have prayers. Uh, uh, well, one great opportunity is this, we have what we call second Sunday of prayer. You can't program this stuff, but we try to do some stuff to kind of help us kind of get in, get, you know, kind of get in motion. Is it 530 today? 530 is our second Sunday of prayer to where we're going to come. It's going to be a praise and worship time, but also a prayer time. I want to invite you there, devoted to prayers. God, show us how you would have us to respond to this so we know you better and love you more. Jesus, we come before you. We thank you for this opportunity for us to just get in, in, in your word and, and allow you to do a great work in us so, so, that we, so that we really know you and we're not kidding ourselves and, and so that the world can know you. Bring about such sweet love and community and unity that the world is compelled as we're a blessing to those around us. Help us individually and together with one another make the adjustments that you would have us to make for your glory and our good. In Jesus' name, amen.